This week, Israel is preparing for its 75th anniversary of their nation, and the spring holidays are all coming to a conclusion for both the Arabs, the Jews, and for the Christians. And also, we have now learned what is Iran's battle plan to attack Israel. These stories in Messianic World Update, which starts now. Shalom, everyone. I'm Monty Judah with Lion of Lamb Ministries. This is another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is April 21st of the year 2023. Israel right now is preparing at the end of the month for their 75th anniversary of the Declaration of the State of Israel. Way back a long time ago in May 14, 1948, Ben-Gurion stood up and declared the State of Israel, which began the War of Independence. We are now 75 years later, and Israel is still hanging on the balance, trying to maintain their freedom and trying to maintain their state in the midst of many enemies surrounding them. We're going to talk more about that in just a moment. The spring holidays have now come to a conclusion, and in fact, today is the final day of Ramadan. And during this period of time, we saw many activities, riots on the Temple Mount, many terrorist attacks within Israel that used this period of time to be agitated to cause more consternation and trouble. That, besides the internal turmoil within Israel with continuing protests over the Knesset's effort to do judicial overhaul, at the moment that has all been stopped. It's not going forward, but there's still protests against it, and there's internal conflict within Israel coming against Netanyahu's government. In recent weeks, we've looked at the agitators, where they're coming from, and the U.S. is involved in all of that process, and we're just waiting to see how Netanyahu can calm things down in the land. At the moment, he's doing a valiant effort to try to do that, but there's still turmoil going on. I'm going to spend a little extra time with you today to share with you an analysis that is now coming forward as a result of the most recent activity. And the activity I'm talking about is these different attacks that have come from different fronts. In the last month, Gaza has launched rockets. Hezbollah from Lebanon has launched rockets. We've even had rockets come out of Syria. Now, Israel has responded quickly to all of these things. There's been attempts of UAVs coming across the border to attack Israel. There's even been a, an individuals come across the border and try to go in to attack Israeli citizens. It turns out that all of these are tests and that Iran is now orchestrating a multi-front attack on Israel. And it would include not only those forces, it would include the PMU units. These are Iranian-trained units that are in Syria. There's missile units that are in Iraq. There is the Hutu rebels down in Yemen, and they have long-range missiles. It's becoming very clear to Israel that Iran, when they launch their attack, it's going to come at multi-fronts with missiles coming in from all directions. 
The belief is that when they launch the attack, it will look somewhat similar to what we've seen already, only it will be a massive barrage of missiles flying into Israel. Something on the order of like 3,500 missiles per day flying into Israel, attacking from all directions. It is believed that the Iron Dome anti-missile system will be effective, but the problem is it will run out of ammunition within the first couple of days, maybe three days. And then if there's been a successful attacks on the air bases and disruptions taking place there, essentially Israel will find itself without air cover. And part of the defense of Israel, the key defense of Israel, is having the air force and the ability to control the air over Israel in the theater. If this missile barrage is successful in that regard of depleting all the anti-missile activity, defense forces of Israel, and is able to ground the majority of the Israeli air force, then it would be subject to a ground attack. There's been estimated to be at least 17 combat units on the northern border of Israel, coming out of Syria and Hezbollah from Lebanon, that the nature of their attacks would be to rush in very quickly, using even things like motorcycles, ATVs, and so forth, to go in and to hit settlement areas and try to capture civilians as quickly as they can, to tie up the whole northern part of Israel with hostages in an effort to keep the Israelis from successfully counterattacking those ground forces coming in. The idea is to demoralize Israel, is to cause Israel to want to surrender to save their people. Of course, there will be no salvation for the people if that takes place because it will be out-and-out -out slaughter of Israeli citizens if that happens. Now, Israel has tried to counter this by arming their iron domes and getting as much ammunition as he can, keeping the IDF reserves, Air Force reserves have already been called up. The tension is clearly building because Iran has kind of given a hint of what the battle plan is looking like at this point. How quickly could this happen? Who knows? But Israel is certainly taking the matter very seriously. They're talking about the fact that they're going to be faced with a multi-front war the next time. It will be a missile war. There will be UAVs involved, and there will be guerrilla units rushing in. As opposed to large ground forces, there'll be multiple units hitting multiple areas at the same time. Israel's defense is based on mobilization, which means it'll take them about two to three days to be able to call up all of their reserves to be able to be fully manned and armed to defend themselves. That two to three days of when the missiles are flying into the land of Israel and the invading elements rushing into the various areas is the key to whether or not the enemy is going to be successful. Israel, I think, is going to be forced to have give ground to a certain extent to this invasion. The question is how far can they give ground before they can mobilize and be able to render a counterattack. Now what makes this whole scenario interesting, and by the way, this is the analysis that's coming out of the think tanks in Israel, the strategists and so forth as to what they're facing. 
Ezekiel 38-39 describes this regional war, and it does describe how the enemy is able to penetrate into the mountains of Israel. That would be the West Bank area coming in there, and that they will occupy that ground, and it will be a great threat to Israel. But it also describes in that war about how God enters into the war, that he turns the enemy toward the Western Sea, and he attacks, and that they are eliminated on the mountains of Israel. It also speaks of how God will knock down the arrows that are flying at them and knock the bows out of their hands. That may be an ancient way of describing what missile warfare is, where you have the launchers sending the missiles, you knock down the missiles, and then you have to go take out the launchers. The key for Israel in a missile war is you have to eliminate the launchers so you can stop the missiles from flying. It's very clear that all around Israel, there's plenty of missiles to shoot at Israel, more than a couple of days worth. In fact, the latest assessments are that they could keep up a missile war of that level up for at least 10 days. Two to three days is all it's going to take to significantly hurt Israel. So this is a very, very difficult battle problem for Israel to solve if we, and I do believe, what God says through the prophet Ezekiel 38 and 39, we're looking for to see this war unfold, and we're looking for the God of Israel to appear in this war. Now, the wonderful news in the midst of all of this is that it says that God will secure a great victory for Israel and that Israel will never be put to shame again, and that all the world will know surely there's a God in the midst of Israel. Now, what follows that is now we hear the language of the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon all of God's people all around the world, and we start talking about the final redemption, about bringing all of Israel back to the land, and the events of the end of the age, which brings us up to the elements we're all looking at, the Great Tribulation. You don't need me to explain to you that there's great trauma taking place in the world today. Wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes in various places and all kinds of harm taking place, all of which the Lord said would be the beginning of sorrows leading up to the Great Tribulation. But we have this event about the nation of Israel also defending themselves against a great northern enemy and being successful in battle for that. Those are the elements that brings and sets the stage for the Great Tribulation. So here we are at this particular moment, and the most recent rocket fire coming out of the different locations around Israel has given a kind of a pretense to what this multi-front war is going to look like. Analysts now in Israel are convinced that this is what's going to be unfolding. Israel is doing everything they can to prepare for it. I shared with you last week how that Netanyahu soon will be coming to the White House. He's coming for the purpose to ask the U.S. for aid for what's coming. We'll have to see how that all unfolds. The reality, though, folks, is that most European nations and elements in the United States, they view Israel as 
quite honestly more of a headache than a benefit. And because of the ongoing struggle with the Palestinians and the Arab neighbors, there's a segments of those nations that think it would just be better if Israel just wasn't around anymore. And we let the Arabs sort the thing out over there and not be involved and not having to support that anymore. Well, that's, that's part of the prophecy of all nations coming against Israel and not supporting Israel. Israel has to learn that they cannot rely on the United States for their defense. They have to learn, they have to rely on the God of Israel. And we're not going to be able to get successfully to the end of the age until Israel comes to terms with, they must call upon the God of Israel to be able to live and survive. It's the same lesson that we individually have learned here in our lives. We have to call upon the Lord to be able to live in this world. And Israel is still learning that lesson today. So that's our report for this week. We continue to watch what Israel is doing in preparing for their defense. We continue to watch closely as China threatens Taiwan, as Russia continues to war in Ukraine, and as we see Iran and all of those that they're supporting get ready to attack Israel. That's our world for today. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you, everyone, who listens to our podcast here at Line of Land Ministries. I want to remind you, you can get our podcast through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, and wherever you like to download your podcast. Thank you for being a part of our program and listening to what we have to say.